to week six of the Pie Bomb Wrestling Federation, presented to you by the Pie Bomb Wrestling Podcast, the show that is for the fans, by the fans. I am your phenomenal host, Mr. Podcasting, Chris Belcher. You can follow me at Chris Belcher24 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The show is at BBW Podcast on those platforms. Give us a follow. Interact with us. It's the best way for us to know if you're digging what we're doing. And if you're joining us on a Monday, then you are digging the PBWF. Of course, it would be strange if I did this by myself. Uh, with me, as always, is the young buck, Mr. Andy York. Andy, how's it going, man? Doing good, man. I am. Uh, can't believe we're already at week six. I, it has definitely flown by. Um, you did just give me an idea. When we like get done with this whole six-month thing, we need to just have you book an entire show by yourself. You're the gorilla. You're the re- You're doing it all. Kind of like a CCW <laughs> show. So you can... You can <laughs> You can do that, man. I, I, that would be great. Oh, my gosh. That would... Oh, oh yeah, my that's gosh. the new series. I love that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that would be a lot. Um, I think my brain would explode. Anyway, if you are listening to us, this is the audio exclusive by Mom Wrestling Federation. Uh, there is not a video version anymore, so make sure you're subscribed wherever you find your podcast. That is where you will find the PBWF. And, of course, the man of the gorilla position is here, Mr. Brad Beal. Brad, are you excited? I am. I am excited. Uh, I wasn't going to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. Uh, we got some things coming up that you're like, man, there's going to be surprises for the listeners. And I was like, you know, me too. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what the frick is happening. Well, listen, Brad, we at least know that if nobody else is listening, you're entertained by <laughs> what we're doing. So we can keep you in the dark yeah, so man. we know if we're doing good or not. I'm also 100% Mark. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, like, to be completely honest with everybody, when I write this out, I'm writing it out to pop Brad and Chris. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't really know unless you'd let me know that you don't like it or not. So if I pop them, then yeah. it's a success in my book. I agree. That's I it. agree. I like that uh, methodology. So that's like all that. we're going with. Uh, so we hate that we that you can't see our reactions on video form. Uh, but you can hear them. Use your imagination, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a lot of fun. Before that, we get into it, we do have to recap week five. We want to make sure that we catch you up on what's going on. Um, I know that's a little bit of a curveball. Um, I did not mention that before we hit record. <laughs> but I will start with Andy oh, as great. to what happened last week, week five of Mayhem, the fallout from Conquest of Champions. Yeah, so... Uh Quite literally, mayhem took place during my show because true. we had a. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to remember. There we go. All right. So uh, we started off the show with the new PBWF Mayhem World Champion Seth Rollins and Revision um, being entered uh, being interrupted by Kenny Omega and the Elite with Adam Page. Moxley jumps the barricade. Drew McIntyre comes out from nowhere. Claymore's Wardlow. We have a massive pull apart brawl. Sets up the main event where it's. Um, uh, no, I'm thinking of a different week. Anyways, we had a whole segment with Revision and the Elite, and there was a whole lot of other stuff kind of happening at the same time. Um, and then we have Sasha Banks versus Jordan Grace. Uh, Sasha gets the surprise win. Uh, Grace beats her up after the match is over. We have a returning Bailey who yes. seems to be helping Sasha, and then all of a sudden... Uh-uh. Turns on her before mm. she can turn on him. Uh, before Sasha can turn on Bailey. What, what haircut does she have this time? Oh, the short. Around? Okay, it's the, cool. It's, it's getting short. shorter. It's okay. Getting okay. Short. <laughs> the meaner she gets, the shorter. The it's shorter eventually going it to be like Rhea Ripley. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's amazing. Uh, Punk comes out and gets uh, basically destroyed by Brock Lesnar once again. Um, and then we have McIntyre versus Wardlow, um, where McIntyre got put through the the... Stage, and yes. then we had the Firefly Funhouse, which is 
one of my favorite segments. That it is my favorite so thing far. you're doing right now. Um, it's so good. Brian Danielson versus Cody Rhodes. And then uh, Kevin Owens is the number one contender for the Pure Wrestling Championship. And then we had the main event where it was um, Rollins and Moxley versus Omega and Paige. That is an interesting combination. I like that. Um, I, I always enjoyed when they did that in WWE with Rollins and Moxley mm-hmm. and just that dynamic of will they, won't they yep. kind of thing. So right. I like that you're bringing that back out. I also love Wardlow and Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Like that is a that is a, an incredible matchup to me. I think it's I'm I'm hooked in <laughs> with that. And of course, like I said, the Firefly Flint House is. Just I I need more of that. I need more Firefly Funhouse. Okay, because you'll get you'll get a couple weeks of it for sure. <laughs> uh, you said yeah, ditto, ditto. <laughs> gotcha. All right, week five on Revolution. Sorry, I took yours. Um, no, you're good. Week five on I'm Revolution. We saw Edge come out and call out Matt Cardona. A tag match ensued. Edge and Christian against the major players only for Edge and Christian to lose and be both taken out on stretchers uh, by a vicious attack. They're old. By <laughs> yeah. Matt All it was like, like a punch. And they were like, <laughs> The Miz uh, staked his claim in taking over Revolution with the help of the new Miz Taraj. Uh, we have... The Ooh. new women's number one contender <laughs> in Britt Baker. Uh, Finn Balor is on the ropes. Uh, hasn't won a match since entering Revolution, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, no no pun intended. No, no pun intended. You're correct. <laughs> um, Chris Jericho again gets interrupted, this time by Cameron Grimes. My favorite segment. <laughs> and with a little assist from Jeff Jarrett, Cameron Grimes gets the win. And then... Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa fail in their conquest to become tag team champions. Once again, DIY is no more. There is no turn at the end of the show. That was the one. Like, I'm glad you didn't do it, but I was like, where's where? If he says we see the trademark in the corner, then I know, okay, Ciampa's about to <laughs> kick his tail. Um, I like the Cameron Grimes segment as well. I, I popped huge for Cameron Grimes. You did. I was listening back to that today, and yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that went I over popped, well. I popped big time for that. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm just still caught up on the Corbin thing. So <laughs> you're welcome. So Andy writes uh, to get me and Chris excited. Chris writes to piss me off. So. Well, no, I have Bischoff too. I bring Bischoff. I, that's out fair, too. and it makes my skin crawl, but yeah. it's all right. Yeah, that's hilarious. All right, let's get into week number six. Before we do one more thing, uh, and then I promise we'll get into the show. We have a trade announcement to make. There has been a trade. The first trade. Made between the Revolution brand and the Mayhem brand. However, Andy, Uh we have decided that trades, we're not going to announce who it is. Mm -hmm. Because we think it's more fun for the guys to just show up on the show and for you not to know. And then, of course, once they show up, then we'll tell you, okay, obviously, this guy got traded for this guy. Right. And uh, just, yeah, the... You never know when people are going to show up from a trade. It could be, you know, a week after the trade, or it could be 30 minutes. 30 minutes after we have <laughs> finished talking. Okay, that feels pretty on the nose. Uh, 30 minutes into the show, uh, be listening for the trade, maybe? I don't know. Well, maybe like an hour. I, think <laughs> yeah. I know second, right? Yeah, an hour or yeah, so the- after. <laughs> after. Uh, but, yeah, that's the fun part, man. Like, you don't know who's showing up where. And yeah. um, we, we've had some... Uh, 
we've discussions. Worked, so we've worked some deals out where like we're not trading guys. We're like, yeah, you can borrow this guy for a week. That's fine. And That's so crazy. We, I love it. We worked it together. We we truly are the forbidden door. That's true. I was about to say, can you imagine if uh, actual companies work that way? Yeah, that would be amazing. It'd be crazy. Like Jericho just rocked up on Raw one week and yeah, Seth Rollins showed up on Dynamite. Like oh. I, that would just. Yes. That'd be crazy. Yeah, you, yeah, you turn would. into AEW and it's burn it down. What would you do, man? Right? I think there would be like people would cheer at first and be like, oh, wait, he's WWE. Boom. That's right. <laughs> That's true. That is so true. All right, let's get into it. Uh, I am going to go first. 30 minutes on the clock after the video. There is going to be a video. Then we will get going. Here we go. Hello and welcome to another edition of Revolution. I am Tom Hannafin, joined at ringside with Corey Graves and the Hall of Famer JBL. What a night we have for you tonight, as you will see the return of our World Heavyweight Champion Roman Reigns. Randy Orton steps into the ring for the first time. And for the Intercontinental Championship, AJ Styles will defend against fellow club member Finn Balor. But right now, we're going to open up by hearing from our general manager, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin grabs the mic, and he says, Welcome to Revolution! We got a loaded show for you people tonight. But I want to address something from last week first. In our main event, we saw what was believed to be the final match that Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa will have as a tag team. Now, I love these guys, and I love their heart, so I want to offer them another opportunity if you guys would come to the ring, please. <laughs> Gargano and Ciampa make their entrances separately, and Austin says, Guys, I love what you bring to the table, and I want to showcase that. What made me bring back the Intercontinental Championship is because I have guys like you on the roster. So tonight, in friendly competition, because I know the rivalry you guys had, that's behind you. I want to see the two of you go one-on-one, -on -one, and the winner gets a shot at the Intercontinental Championship next week. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, they shake hands and they nod at Steve Austin. We're going to have this match right here, right now. The action kicks off oh. right after this commercial break. What? I like it. Oh, man. All right, we are back and the bell sounds. We are underway with our opening uh, open our opening our show. I can't even talk with a tremendous <laughs> singles match. The crowd's in a frenzy. So am I. And we haven't even locked up yet. 
we get the back and forth chance of let's go Johnny, let's go Champa. Let's go Johnny. Thank you. Uh, Let's go, Champa. (laughs) The two finally lock up a very technically sound back and forth exchanging holds, clean breaks, and a show of respect between these two guys. Finally, Champa's power advantage starts the show. He takes Gargano down with a side headlock, quickly transitions into the Fujiwara armbar, but Gargano rolls out of the ring. Gathering himself, he gets back in. They're going at it again. Gargano with the go-behind, takes out Champa's feet, and he takes a face bump. Gargano trying to lock in the Gargano escape, but Champa knows his best friend very well. He, too, is able to escape to the outside. So very much a stalemate going on right now between these two. Champa gets back in. Gargano charges in for a big clothesline. Champa ducks, hits Gargano with a massive release German suplex. Picks him up, hits another one. Very similar here to Suplex City. Champa's going for Project Champa, but when he picks up Gargano, Gargano flips into a Frankensteiner position, goes behind, sunset flip, one, two, Champa rolls the leverage up to his own pin, one, two, Gargano rolls again, one, two, Champa quicks out, kicks out, and quickly, before Gargano can recover, he hits a big sliding knee to the face of Johnny Gargano. He rolls to the outside. He is in trouble as we head to commercial break. We are back here, segment three, headed towards the end of the match. While we were at commercial, Gargano was able to gain the advantage, lock in the Gargano escape momentarily, but Champa was too close to the ropes. However, Johnny does have the advantage here as he has Champa up on his shoulders. Could be a lawn dart here, but Champa slips behind, shoves Gargano into the turnbuckle, followed up by a big knee to the back, shoving him into the buckle again. Champa throws Gargano to the outside, but only to the apron, setting up for Willow's Bell, that pile driver through the ropes, and he hits it right there. Cover one, two. Gargano gets a foot on the rope, though. What tremendous ring awareness by Johnny Gargano. Champa visibly frustrated by this. He drags Gargano to the middle of the ring, and he covers him again. One, two. Shoulder up at the last second by Gargano. What a match this has been. This is awesome. That's right. Champa takes Gargano over to the ropes, and again, he tosses him to the apron, looking for another Willow's Bell. Gargano counters, shoves Champa back, hits a slingshot spear. Gargano has some life. He crawls over, and he drapes one arm over Champa. The cover, one, two, kick out, and Champa counters into the bridging Fujiwara armbar right in the middle of the ring. Gargano has nowhere to go. He has been just worn down and is writhing in pain. Champa again, just wrenches back on that arm. But as he does, his momentum takes him over, and Johnny rolls him up. One, two, three. That's it. Johnny Gargano gets the win from out of nowhere. As they both, they both get to their feet. Both get to their feet. Johnny extends his hand to Champa. Champa looks around. He's not sure what he's going to do. But he goes in for the hug. They embrace. What a moment. What a match between these two. We are going to take a commercial break. We will be right back. I wasn't sure. I was waiting for it. <laughs> I just love that I can tease it now. Uh, yeah, man. Like, this is going to be a running gag the rest of the time. Yes, it is. <laughs> We are back from commercial break, and here is the man. He's so proud of himself. Matt Cardona, flanked, of course, by his wife, Chelsea Green, Brian Myers, and Smart Mark Sterling. 
These four just have the biggest grin on their face. They should be ashamed of themselves after what they did to Edge and Christian last week. And if you're unfamiliar with that, go back and check out week five of PVWF. Cardona grabs the mic and he says, today is a great day. We have gotten rid of those thorns in our side, Edge and Christian. Were they great back in the day? Sure. But they have no place on the Revolution brand. We run this show. And in fact, you know, I was talking to old Stone Cold last week, and he told me, ah, ah, ah. Steve Austin's up on the screen. He says, not so fast, son. He says, you see, Matt, what we talked about backstage last week that everybody's buzzing about, that's just going to have to wait. Because I've been informed that little stunt you pulled last week just wasn't good enough. Because I've been told that Edge has been cleared for in-ring action, and he wants a piece of you tonight. So I've granted him that opportunity. And, oh, Matt, don't worry. Your little sidekicks, they're not going to be able to be involved in this match. Because, look up. This match will happen inside a steel cage. Wow! Matt Cardona was not expecting that tonight. Our main event's going to be inside a steel cage. Matt Cardona against Edge. We'll take a commercial break and we'll be right back. I think I'm good on time. Uh, I mean, my God, you should be. (laughs) We are back. And finally, after several weeks of false starts, the Viper... Randy Orton will make his in-ring debut here on the Revolution brand. And of course, he's going to be taking on one half of the Miztourage, the murder hawk monster, Lance Archer. But of course, Archer's are coming to the ring by Baron Corbin. No sign. <laughs> No sign of the Miz or Maurice. Here we go. The bell sounds. We are underway. Archer charges right at Orton, but Orton sidesteps. Archer turns around. Orton hits that signature power slam, quickly taking Archer off of his feet. He is down. Orton's in the corner. Wait a minute. Wait, is is Randy going to punt Archer? He charges in, but Corbin gets up on the apron. Orton diverts his attention to Corbin as he tries to get in the ring. Orton kicks the rope, crotching Baron Corbin. As Orton is taunting Corbin, he turns around. There's Archer. He goozles him for that big choke slam. But as he raises him up, RKO from out of nowhere out of the choke slam. The cover, the count, one, two. The ref is pulled out by Baron Corbin. What is this? The ref gets up and he calls for the bell. This is a DQ. This one is thrown out. Corbin is just arguing with the referee. Orton slides out and he picks Corbin up. The big backdrop suplex on the announce table. From behind, there's the Miz. Low blow on Randy Orton on the outside of the ring. Followed by a skull-crushing finale to the floor. The two members of the Miz they may be worse for wear, but they got the job done. They set up Randy Orton so the Miz could strike. Commercial break. What segment is this? Killing We're me, going man. to segment six. 
Somebody's got the Siri. Cool. (laughs) Anyway. She's like, I hate Baron Corbin. (laughs) (laughs) As we come back from commercial break, we want to let you know that it has just been made official. Randy Orton will face the other half of the Miz Taraj, Baron Corbin, one-on-one next week. We're also going to see the contract signing between Dr. Britt Baker and Shayna Baszler for the Women's Championship at our next pay-per-view battle lines. And we also saw earlier... Johnny Gargano has earned an Intercontinental Championship match next week, but who will be the champ? Let's head to the ring and find out. Here comes the reigning Intercontinental Champion, the phenomenal AJ Styles. Now, our general manager, Steve Austin, said he was going to have people earn a shot but Styles took it upon himself to challenge Balor for Balor to prove himself to AJ and the rest of the club. Finn Balor makes his entrance. The bell sounds, and we are underway. Crowd is at a fever pitch again. Another dream match right here on Revolution tonight. They lock up. AJ shoots Balor off the ropes. AJ goes for a clothesline. Balor ducks, sneaks under the bottom rope to the outside. As he turns around, though, basement dropkick by AJ Styles. Follows it up with a phenomenal forearm to the outside of the ring. A few minutes go by. Uh, Balor has gained control in the match. He's wearing AJ down, really working over his shoulder. Balor attempting to lock in a cross arm breaker of sorts, but AJ finds his way to the ropes. AJ staggers up. Balor's waiting on him, though. Sling blade. And another one. Balor picks up AJ 1916 in the middle of the ring. Cover one, two, kick out by AJ Styles. Balor shoots AJ off the ropes, though. Goes for another sling blade. AJ ducks. Pele kick from out of nowhere. Both men are down. What a fantastic match this has been. I'm telling you, if we were using stars, this match would be six of them, especially in the Tokyo Dome, brother. Let's take a commercial break. Uh, <laughs> is it six stars out of like a 10 scale or I mean, a five scale? No, one to five. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. my bad. Back here in segment seven, AJ slowly makes his way to the outside of the ring. Looks like a phenomenal forearm coming. He launches, Balor moves, AJ rolls through, but he's caught in a shotgun drop kick. As our friend Michael Cole would say, AJ's in the drop zone. Balor is climbing to the top, but he's taking a bit too long. AJ knocks him off balance. Balor crotches himself on the turnbuckle. Second time I've said that tonight. <laughs> a lot of crotching. <laughs> AJ climbs up to meet him, though. Wait a minute. What's this? AJ, he's trying to set Balor up. He hits an avalanche styles clash from the second rope. What a move. The cover, the count. One, two, three. AJ Styles has retained the Intercontinental Championship. The Good Brothers come down. They help AJ to his feet, and they congratulate him. Balor slowly makes his way to his feet. AJ looks at him. He nods in approval and he sticks his hand out. But from behind the Good Brothers jump Finn Balor. What is this? Finn Balor is getting attacked by AJ and the Good Brothers. They're just ganging up on Finn Balor. What is this? They pick him up. Magic killer. They stand him up. AJ goes to the outside. He hits a phenomenal forearm on Finn Balor. Wait a minute. Our general manager, Steve Austin, he's been pretty busy tonight. He grabs a microphone. 
Austin says, that's how you're going to play it? I guess you got rid of a member. And AJ and the Good Brothers, they look very proud of themselves. And um, and Austin says, well, that's that's not good. AJ looks about as confused as I am right now. <laughs> Austin says, because you see, there's been a lot of turmoil between you guys and the Undisputed Era. We have a pay-per-view coming up called Battle Lines. And I think it would be a perfect opportunity for you guys to settle this once and for all. Make sure my track's turned up on this. It's up. Okay. I was going to say a four-on-four match, but it looks like y'all need a fourth. You better find one. Because it's not going to be just any four-on-four match. Austin looks up at the screen. He says, my friend Mayhem General Manager William Regal. I called in a favor. Regal, what's it, what's it going to be? What? All of a sudden, Regal gets on the screen and he what? says, War Games! Oh, my goodness! We're going to have War Games and Revolution! The Undisputed Era versus the club at Battle Lines. Commercial break. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. We are back. Cardona. Matt Cardona's running through the backstage area. He's yelling for Austin, <laughs> saying, how could you do this to me? How could you do this? And finally, Brian Myers gets a hold of him and says, look, broski, get control of yourself. We beat them last week. You can do it again this week. Then you'll be on to bigger and better things. Matt calms down. He agrees. Even gets a little smile and a kiss from his wife, Chelsea. We head back to the ring. Already in the ring are the Dirty Dogs, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, ready for some tag team action. And their opponents tonight, Jimmy and Jay. The Usos. Here we go. The bell sounds. Got Ziggler and Jay Uso to kick us off here. Ziggler comes off the ropes. Jay going for a super kick. Dolph stops in his tracks and he rolls to the outside to confer with Robert Roode. All of a sudden, though, here comes Jimmy Uso out of nowhere, flying over the top rope. Big house show dive, taking out both guys as we crash to commercial break we are back segment nine it's been a classic tag team match during the break robert Roode is in with jimmy uso going for that glorious ddt jimmy counters backdrops him and he makes the hot tag to jay uso here comes jay big time right hands big clotheslines big baby face comeback to robert Roode and dolph ziggler even though he's not necessarily baby face <laughs> jimmy is back up they hit a double flying shoulder block taking ziggler out of the ring Shoots Rude off the ropes. Big Samoan drop. Both Usos head to the top rope. We're going to see that double Ouse. And, and they hit it. They hit the double Ouse on Robert Rude. Generally, that's enough. But it looks like they're setting up for that 1D. They're waiting for Rude to get up. But wait a minute. What's this? What? Jeff Jarrett slides in, and he bashes Jay Uso with a guitar from behind. Jimmy turns around, goes for a shot. He misses. Jeff Jarrett hits the stroke on Jimmy Uso. The referee is throwing this one out. Jeff Jarrett is standing tall over both Usos. What is happening? Uh-oh. Here he comes. 
the PBWF Revolution World Heavyweight Champion Roman Reigns slowly walk into the ring and he does not look happy. He grabs the microphone and he says, Jeff, just what do you think you're doing sticking your nose in our business? Jeff says, that's right, Roman. I hit those boys to send a message to you. <laughs> Roman says, to me? Jeff says, that's right, to you. Because, Roman, you may think you have the greatest wrestling lineage in this business, but you're wrong, because I do. And I am here to prove once again that I am the chosen one. I am the last outlaw. And at Battle Lines, the next world heavyweight champion. What? What a challenge by Jeff Jarrett. Roman Reigns looks furious, but he grabs the microphone and he says, you're on. It's going to be Jeff Jarrett versus Roman Reigns for the World Heavyweight Championship at Battle Lines? We got to take a commercial break. We'll be right back with our main event. That was not even close to being on my radar. Yeah, never. At all. Oh, you know that music. <laughs> we know what that sound. That can only mean one thing. This is not just any main event. This will be contested inside a steel cage. I love it. You think you know me. Here comes the Hall of Famer, rated our superstar Edge. Looks very determined after what happened last week. And now I have to go back. He's <laughs> okay. Anticipation is building. Here he comes, his opponent. Matt Cardona accompanied to the ring by the major players. Matt looks nervous. Not the usual cocky attitude that we get from him. Matt slowly makes his way into the ring through the cage door. Here we go. The bell sounds. Edge charges in and he double legs Cardona, hitting him with vicious rights and lefts. This is going to be a war. Matt pokes Edge into the eye to create some distance. He starts to try to climb the cage to get away, but Edge immediately pulls him down, throws him face first into the cage, and he does it again on the other side. Edge grabs Cardona's head, and he starts grating his face across the cage, causing Cardona, of course, to be split wide open. We're on even two minutes into this match. Cardona is wearing the crimson mask. Edge gets down. He starts pummeling Cardona again. Not even trying for a pin at this point. Just wants to punish Matt Cardona. But as Edge gets down, Chelsea Green, she throws some sort of powder through the cage into Edge's eye. Edge is blinded. That's opened up an opportunity by Matt. But the ref, ref steps out of the door, points at Brian, Chelsea, and Mark and says, you, 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 you're out of here. The crowd goes wild as he throws the major players out. The playing field has been even as we take our final commercial break. We're back in our final segment. This has been an all-out war. Edge is now bleeding as well, but no weapons have been used in this match. It's just a traditional cage match, using the cage as the weapon it's designed to be and wearing your opponent down. 
We are at the tail end of this match. Both men have staggered to their feet. They're trading blows. The crowd is right there with them. Boo! Yay! Boo! Yay! Matt gets the advantage, whips Edge off the ropes, goes for a clothesline, Edge ducks off the ropes, spear from out of nowhere. Edge crawls over the cover, the count, one, two, a shoulder up by Matt Cardona. Maybe Edge didn't get all of it, or maybe Cardona still has some life in him, I don't know. But Edge staggers up, looks like he's setting up for another spear. Here we go, but Cardona leapfrogs, Edge hits that middle turnbuckle, he is down in the corner. Cardona lines up on the other corner going for that broski boot. Charges in. Edge moves out of the way. Cardona bashes his foot into the cage. Edge immediately capitalizes, locks in an ankle lock. Reminiscent of his old friend Kurt Angle. Something we don't see very much from Edge. But there it is. He turns it into the STF. That's a traditional Edge hold. He's really wrenching back on Matt Cardona. There's no rope break. Nothing Cardona can do besides get out or give up. Somehow, Cardona, though, he works Edge's hand into his mouth, and he's biting Edge's fingers. He is biting him, ladies and gentlemen, forcing Edge to let go. They both stagger up. Edge goes for the spear again, but radio silence from out of nowhere by Matt Cardona. He crawls over to make the cover. One, two, a shoulder up by Edge. What is it going to take to put these guys away? Cardona grabs Edge out of frustration, sets him up double underhook, Oh, wait a minute. From behind, he's going for the kill switch. He's got a smile on his face, throwing shade at Christian there. Edge counters, though, pushes him off. Matt almost hits the ref, but he stops. He turns around. Edge going for a spear. Cardona moves. Edge also almost takes out the ref, but he stops himself, holds up the ref, turns around. Low blow by Matt Cardona. Perfectly legal shot in this environment, followed up by radio silence. The cover, one, two, Three, Matt Cardona survives the steel cage match with the Hall of Famer Edge. What an unbelievable match and an unbelievable night here on Revolution. We will see you all next week. 2430. Oh, wow. Very nice. Very, very nice. Yeah. A lot of Jeff things I didn't Jarrett. see coming, bro. Jeff. War Games. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff that, Jarrett and that, Roman Reigns? That what? one. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the uh, the war games. Okay, so we're seeing a little bit of action come into play here. Mm-hmm. Um, and this you know, is, you know that favor he was talking to Steve on the phone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was part of the trading, part of part of the part of the borrow. There's a lot of stuff happening. Okay, William Ringle did not get traded to Revolution. No. Okay, no, no, no. Let's no. just be real. I would have to. Physically be dead for that. Yeah. Happen, so. Oh man! Um, and Cardona, he's still trying to earn his shot, right? Yes, pretty much. Yes. Okay, so he just defeated Edge. Now this begs the question, though: he beat Edge in a cage match, and Edge was just medically cleared. So it's like, does he does right. he look stronger? Does he not? Because right. I don't know. Anyway, I like it. What kind of GM puts a just cleared guy. Okay, you're good. Get the still cage. cage match. Yeah, Austin. Because, because Austin had a busy night tonight. He did. He had a very busy he was night. All over the place. He really was. No, Edge. Edge wanted it. Yeah, Edge, no, know, Edge wanted his revenge, so he he tried to get it. Man, Whew, good show. Fun. I'm out of breath. Whew. Good show. All righty. All right, we you move over to Mayhem as we do the little technical switcheroo there. 
Cueing pyro. Okay, here comes mayhem. <laughs> Is that good volume? Yes. Okay, cool. Nope, nope. Hang on. Technical difficulty. Oh. <laughs> the crack in the system. They paint me a villain. I'm back with a vengeance, like I'm a god. I can't be defeated. I am the reason, I am the source. I got a legion. The battle is mine. Do wanna believe in? Break down the walls, open the doors. It's hunting season. This is what I am. I'm causing mayhem. Heaven to hell, freedom of jail. I will prevail. Crush the head of a snake. I'm in the field, shopping your steel. to PBWF Mayhem. I am Michael Cole, joined by Pat McAfee and Wade Barrett, and tonight is going to be another massive night here as we will have two number one contenders matches. We are going to have a gauntlet match to determine the number one contender for the Women's Championship, as well as a triple threat with Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson, and a mystery opponent handpicked by William Regal. We'll also hear from Malachi Black for the first time since he was attacked by The Fiend and a very special episode of The Kevin Owens Show. But we are starting things off tonight with the elite. Victorious last week, Adam Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. Let's not forget, Page gets to pick the stipulation for his match with John Moxley at Addicted to Chaos. And Kenny Omega has the opportunity to become the number one contender for the PBWF World Heavyweight Championship. Kenny Omega grabs the mic, and uh, Kenny Omega grabs the mic, uh, and he says, as per the order of William Regal, the security team is out here to keep John Moxley from coming out here and getting an even worse beating than we gave him last week. Now, tonight is a, spare, a very special night for the Elite. Last week was very special, but tonight is extra special. I have the chance to right the wrong from Conquest of Champions. I get the chance to win my opportunity to become the next PBWF Mayhem champion. It doesn't matter who this mystery opponent is. It doesn't matter what Brian Danielson tries to do. I will walk away the winner tonight. Next week, the Bucks will win their chance to, uh, to right their wrong and become the tag team champions. However, right now isn't about us. Right now is all about... Seth Rollins joined by Triple H and the rest of Revision. Seth Rollins is standing at the stage, and he goes, Kenny, you really think you have a chance against me? You really think you can beat me one-on-one? -on -one? You, are, you are just as delusional as I thought. You can't touch me, Kenny. No one in this company can touch me. I'm the best in this company in the world, and no one can deny me. Brian Danielson makes his way out, standing basically side by side with Seth Rollins, looking at him. Seth Rollins, or Brian Danielson says, Seth, Seth, unfortunately, I have to agree with you. You are one of the best in the world. And so is Kenny for that fact. But tonight I'm going to prove that I am better than Kenny. And at Addicted to Chaos, I am going to prove that I am better than you, Rollins. 
Here comes John Moxley, who is not in a good mood at all. He has had a rough couple of weeks because of the elite, because of Adam Hangman Page. He's coming toward the crowd, but standing in front of him, blocking him is William Regal. Regal is trying to keep Moxley back. He doesn't want Moxley to get hurt anymore. Kenny Omega tries to say something, but immediately uh, John Moxley has a microphone in his head and says, Kenny, don't even start. This doesn't concern you. The only reason I'm coming out here was to, uh, I'm sorry, the only reason I was going to come out here was to hear how I was going to get, destroyed, get to destroy Paige in a couple of weeks. But then I heard my old buddy Seth Rollins out here running his mouth. I know I got beat up pretty bad last night, but or last week, but I didn't forget what you did to me. Heck, I didn't forget what you did to me all those years ago. After all this time, you still have to run to Daddy Hunter for help to succeed in this business. Your punishment will come one day. But right now, I want to know what Paige has in store for me. Paige is just kind of staring a hole through John Moxley from the ring. Kenny hands him the mic. Paige simply just looks at him and says, a Texas death match. A sadistic smile comes across the face of, of Moxley. He goes to answer, but from the crowd, he is attacked from behind. A man with a mask on, hooded clothing, is just standing over Moxley, beating him over and over and over again. Security and Regal rush to the man to stop him. Security grabs him. Regal walks over and tries to reveal who it is. He pulls off the mat. It's Cody Rhodes. What is going on? What is Cody doing out here as we cut to commercial break? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Getting a little crazy. Segment two. During the commercial break, GM William Regal made this match official. Yes. Cody Rhodes is facing John Moxley in a no disqualification match <laughs> with the elite barred from ringside, or Kenny loses his shot later on tonight. Oh, wow. William Regal is not playing around tonight. Moxley is barely able to pull himself up as the bell rings. Cody charges towards Moxley, laying in the shots to Mox in the corner. Punch after punch, stomp after stop. Moxley can't seem to get any, any control. Cody rolls to the outside of the ring and pulls out a kendo stick. He rolls back into the ring, tries to go after Moxley, but is stopped by a huge clothesline. Moxley returns the favor by laying in the shots, but this time with the kendo stick, breaking the kendo stick over the back of Cody. Cody is already bruised from those kendo stick shots. Cody is selling like a heel over in the corner, trying to cower away, say, Moxley, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do it. I didn't mean to do it. Moxley is falling after him, but Cody lays him out with a low blow as we cut to commercial break. Segment three, uh, we are continuing this match. Cody Rhodes is in complete control. Moxley, of course, is busted open and bleeding, and Cody has him in the crossface, wrenching back as far as it can. Moxley can't make it to the ropes, but it's a no disqualification match, so it doesn't matter anyway, but he sees a piece of the kendo stick that was broken over Cody's back. Moxley grabs it and stabs the pointy end right into Cody's hand. Cody screams in pain and releases the hold, and Moxley jumps on the attack. During the commercial break, Cody had set up two uh, tables on the outside of the ring. Cody rolls to the apron near him. Moxley staggers over to Cody, but Cody lays him uh, lays him out with a punch. He goes for a springboard drop kick, but Co uh, Moxley sidesteps it, sending Cody crashing to the mat. Moxley rolls to the outside of the ring and finds a little black bag under the ring. He grabs it, rolls it into the ring, and dumps out the thumbtacks that are stuck inside of it. Cody sees what is happening and tries to escape by rolling to the apron close to the tables. Moxley follows him, but Cody grabs him uh, over the top rope and nails him with an uppercut. Cody jumps back in the ring, goes for a suplex into the thumbtacks, but Moxley blocks it and drills Cody with a paradigm shift directly into the uh, directly from the ring to the floor through the tables. Moxley gets up, rolls Cody back into the ring, grabs Cody again, drills him with a paradigm shift into the thumbtacks. One, 
two, three. John Moxley wins and he celebrates. And uh oh, here comes the elite. The elite are running out to the ring. Moxley jumps the barricade, is selling, uh, celebrating in the crowd. Uh, the elite are running in, trying to get to John Moxley, but Moxley is far gone. Omega and Paige and the Bucks are in the ring. They slowly help Cody up to his feet. Omega and Paige put their arms around him. Boy, they turn him around directly into a double super kick from the Bucks. Paige picks up Cody, drills him with a dead eye directly into the thumbtacks as we cut to commercial break. Okay. <laughs> Didn't see it coming. He was in and he was, <laughs> he was out. Segment four. Here comes the number one contender for the Pure Wrestling Championship. Kevin Owens is making his way out for a very special Kevin Owens show. Kevin Owens grabs the mic and says, Welcome to my show. Welcome to the Kevin Owens show. Now, last week I earned my opportunity to win the Pure Wrestling Championship and make up for any mistakes at Conquest of Champions. If I was going to lose, I'm glad it was to one of my best friends, Seth Rollins. But for now, I turn my focus on the Pure Wrestling Championship. So at this time, I would like to bring out my guest, the current Pure Wrestling Champion, MJF. MJF makes his way out to the ring, microphone in hand. He is walking up. He is the special guest for Kevin Owens, the Kevin Owens Show. Moxley, or not Moxley, MJF gets in. Kevin Owens says, welcome to the KO Show. Now, let me start off by saying that this is truly a pleasure to finally be in the ring with you. I've been impressed at what you've been able to accomplish so far. MJF says, thank you, Kevin. I, I share the same sentiment with you. I mean, we are two of the best in the ring and on this microphone, and we didn't need anyone's help, did we? I mean, you beat Keith Lee on your own. I won this championship on my own. Kevin Owens says, exactly, and I've seen what you did uh, to that piece of trash Chris Jericho, just like I did all those years ago. MJF says, well, yeah, but I think mine was a little more important, a little better, just like my victory at Conquest of Champions was better than anything you've done so far, but yeah, sort of similar. Kevin Owens' expression changes instantly. What? You really think you are better than me? I mean, yeah, you were, you were all right before you got here, but you've always kind of been a knockoff, cheap version of myself and Miz. <laughs> no one takes you seriously. I mean, Tony didn't. I don't. So if you really think you're better than me, then I'm excited to share this with you. Our match for the Pure Wrestling Championship is next week. So good luck. KO kicks MJF in the gut, drills him with the stunner as he walks away, leaving hang on, leaving uh, MJF in the ring, pulling himself up. Kevin Owens leaves the ring. Backstage, Renee Young walks up to William Regal. She says, you've had a very busy night so far, but can you give us any information on who the mystery person is tonight in tonight's triple threat? Regal says, well, no, it wouldn't be a surprise then, would it? Before Renee can ask him a question, Malachi Black walks by. Regal looks at him, where have you been? No one has seen you since Conquest of Champions. Malachi Black just looks towards the gorilla position and nods, and Regal nods back, and Malachi Black walks out of frame as we cut to commercial break. Very nice. Love that. <laughs> How much time do I uh, We're good. Segment five. 
there's no entrance, like there's no light dimming. He doesn't raise up. Malachi Black just simply walks to the ring, head kind of down. He has this weird expression on his face. Like, like he has no idea what is going to happen. I'm sorry, I'm going to do it to you again. No. <laughs> Black is standing in the ring with... Oh, oh. Man, <laughs> there you go. Uh, Black is standing in the ring with a blank look on his face. He says, I had to take some time to walk away for a little bit. The numerous attacks and threats over the past few weeks, I, I thought I could really handle it. But then seeing his, his face... Knowing it was him who attacked me, I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could stop him. But now, I, I just... I. On the Titantron, we see Bray Wyatt, and he says, Hello there, Malachi. It's so good to see you back. Buddy and Brody were, were starting to worry that you had abandoned them forever. I mean... You are so good at that, aren't you? You didn't even try to look for them when they came to play, did you? But now look at you, standing in the ring, looking scared and afraid. Good. You should be. He isn't finished with you. He wants to make an example of you. He won't stop until you finally let him in. Malachi Black on the microphone says, Bray, you cut me off before I could finish. Yes, I was afraid at first. Yes, I didn't know if I could take you out. But then I realized something. Everything you've thrown at me the last month or so, I'm still here. I'm still standing, and I've got a lot of fight left in me. You want to pick a fight with me? You've got it. Addicted to chaos, I want the fiend in the ring. I'm, since I'm still standing here, Black versus the fiend, last man standing match. Bray, you'll have to kill me to get me to stop. Bray Wyatt says, Black... I'm sorry it's come to this, but he won't stop until you join him. Until you and and you're playing directly into that. I'm sorry, brother Malachi, that it's come to this, but you did this to yourself. We'll see you real soon as we cut to commercial break. Oh my gosh, what does it mean? <laughs> what does it mean? Segment six. We are beginning. The women's gauntlet match for the number one contendership for Addicted to Chaos. Here comes Jordan Grace. Not Scott Steiner. Not Scott Steiner. Every time. I have to Every time. <laughs> Here comes Jordan Grace, who is apparently aligned herself with Bailey since coming back in. We'll have to figure out more in that situation. But she is starting off this match against... Ruby Soho, who has definitely had an up-and-down career so far in Mayhem, having the big victory over Sasha Banks, but she hasn't been able to do much since that time. The bell rings, and Jordan Grace is in complete control. Ruby Soho, Ruby Soho can't get any offense in as Grace is just beating her down. Grace goes for the Grace driver, but Ruby is able to get out of it and hit a jumping DDT. One, a huge kick out by Grace. Ruby tries to stay on the attack, but Grace is not letting that happen. Ruby tries to hit a jumping clothesline, but Grace catches her in the Grace, uh, Grace driver. One, two, three. Ruby Soho has been eliminated, and her next opponent is... Bailey. This is going to be interesting. What is going to happen with Bailey and Jordan Grace? We will find out when we come back from commercial break. 
Segment seven, we come back from commercial break. Bailey and Grace are standing face to face. Comment Michael Cole on com- or Pat McAfee on commentary is saying, "Was this just a one-time thing, or are they together? What is what is going to happen here?" Grace smiles at Bailey, and Grace just turns her back to Bailey. Bailey laughs, rolls her up. One, two, three. Jordan Grace has been eliminated. Bailey grabs a mic and she says, "Sasha, Sasha, if you're listening to this, don't be too offended. I just did what you always do, but this time I got to it first. I'm not second best to anyone." And I'm going to prove it tonight. She tosses the mic down, waits for the final opponent. Becky Lynch, there's no pyro, there's nothing. She just flat out runs towards the ring. She slides into the ring, laying in punches to both Bailey and Grace. Bailey is sent to the outside, and Becky somehow is able to plant Grace with a manhandle slam as we cut to commercial break. Segment eight, Bailey is in full control now. Uh, Becky is trying to fire up, but Bailey is able to stop her. Uh, Bailey goes for the pile driver, but Becky is able to block it by kicking her in the head, lands on her feet, and drops Bailey with a drop kick. Becky tries to hit the manhandle slam, but Bailey gets out of it and hits the Bailey to belly. One, two, Becky kicks out the last second. Bailey tries to hit the pile driver again, but Becky gets out of it, goes for a clothesline, but Bailey dodges it, and Becky takes out the referee on accident. Becky turns around and gets planted with the pile driver, but there is no ref for the cover. Bailey is standing there trying to get the referee to wake up, but from behind, she gets dropped with a backstabber. Sasha Banks is here. She wasn't cleared to compete, but she made sure Bailey wasn't going to get the win. Becky gets up the re- as the ref does. Becky plants her with the manhandle slam. One, two, three. Becky Lynch wins and will face Asuka once again at Addicted to Chaos. Bailey is distraught in the ring and is screaming mad, but Sasha slides back into the ring, taking the fight to Bailey. Grace finally gets back in the ring, but Sasha catches her with a code breaker before she rolls out of the ring as we cut to commercial break. Oh, we got time. We got plenty of time for this. Segment nine. We are moving into the main event. Uh, next week uh, on commentary, they say next week on PBWF Mayhem, it is now official. MJF's Pure Wrestling Championship is on the line against Kevin Owens. The Young Bucks will face the New Day for the number one contenders, and Brock Lesnar will be making his PBWF debut. But right now, it is time for the main event. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks make their way out to the ring for this championship contender match. Obviously, he has some history with Brian Danielson, but we still do not know who the third man is in this match. I promise you it is not Hogan. <laughs> well, then I'm out. <laughs> Here comes Brian Danielson, arguably one of the best, if not the best wrestlers in the world today making his way out to the ring to prove that fact once and for all. He gets in the ring. Kenny is in the ring. Brian Danielson is in the ring. The Bucks are in the ring. And the lights go out. There's a pause. Wait a minute. That's that's Finn Balor's music. What is, what is Finn Balor doing here on PBWF Mayhem? What is he doing here? He was just kicked out of, of the club a week, like this past episode of Revolution. What is Finn Balor doing here? 
We are, we are just now receiving word from general manager William Regal. The trade that has been announced is Finn Balor is now an official member of the PBWF Mayhem roster, and the other man will be revealed on Revolution soon. Finn Balor gets in the ring. He looks at Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega and the Bucks are, are shocked. They look like they've seen a ghost when they see him. He walks up to him, though. And they all give the two sweet to each other, kind of embracing a hug. They're, they're happy to see him. Brian Danielson's kind of in the corner laughing because he, they all have a lot of history together. The bell rings. This thing is official. A triple threat match between Kenny Omega, Finn Balor, and Brian Danielson. Omega and Balor walk towards each other. The two, they two sweet each other one, once again. And then when they turn their attention towards Brian Danielson, Brian Danielson is definitely on a two-on-one situation. He tries to fight off the pair, but the numbers of, uh, the numbers game gets the advantage. Ch uh, tries to do his best. Balor hits the sling blade, and Omega follows up with a V-trigger. Danielson rolls to the outside of the ring, but this time Omega tries to roll up Balor. One, two, kick out. Balor stares down at Omega, but he smiles, and they just kind of go after Danielson together because they still know at the end of the day this is uh, every man for himself. Danielson, uh, Omega gets to Danielson, but Danielson nails him with a running forearm and then hits a drop kick to Finn Balor. Danielson rolls Balor back into the ring, goes to the top rope, and hits the falling headbutt. One, two, Balor kicks out. Omega is back in the ring. Danielson drills him with a drop kick. Balor is back up, goes for a clothesline on Danielson, but Danielson ducks, and Balor clotheslines uh, himself and Omega completely out of the ring. Brian Danielson hits a huge suicide dive, taking out both men as we cut to commercial break. Segment 10. Uh, Omega is in full control, and he is taking it to Brian Danielson. Danielson tries to get out of a dragon sleeper, but Omega drops him high on his neck. Balor is back in and goes for the ground and pound on, da on Danielson. Omega goes for the V-trigger again, but he ducks out of the way, and Omega bounces off the ropes and gets hit with a German suplex. Balor plants uh, Danielson with a sling blade, climbs to the top uh, for the coup de grace, but Danielson meets him up top and hits a huge top rope Hurricane Rana. Daniels, uh, Omega comes flying in with a springboard knee uh, connecting with Danielson's nose. Omega and Balor are face-to-face, -face, but they turn around into a running knee from, for both of them and taking them out, but both men are able to roll to the outside of the ring. Danielson tries to go for another suicide dive, but Omega catches him with the V-trigger as we take our final commercial break. Segment 11, Balor is in complete control. He is taking out Danielson with the six, uh, 1916 one Two, Omega comes flying in to break up the pin. Omega and Balor now face-to-face. -face. Omega goes towards Danielson, but Balor rolls him up. One, two, kick out. Omega is unhappy now, but before he can do anything, Danielson pushes Omega into Balor, sending Balor out of the ring. Omega turns around into a running knee. One, two, three. Brian Danielson wins and then will face Seth Rollins at Addicted to chaos. He is the number one contender, uh, contender for the PBWF Mayhem World Championship. He gets out of the ring as quick as he can as the Bucks get in there. Danielson is celebrating up the ramp. Omega and the Bucks get into the ring. Balor tries to apologize, but the Bucks drop him with a super kick. Omega picks up Balor and plants him with the one-winged angel. Omega stands over Balor's body and screams, you, turn, uh, you ruined this for me. I will make you pay. As we are going off the air, Michael Cole says, we will see you next week on Mayhem. Ooh, all right. Made it. <laughs> One half of the trade is official. I know. I was like, okay. 
who who else is it? <laughs> I also love that Balor came in and didn't just immediately win. Mm-hmm. Setting up yep. something else yep. on its own. I love that. Absolutely. A little bait <sighs> and switch. Yeah. Like and it. I'm always you, you do anything with Bray Wyatt and the Fiend. I love and it. It's like, <laughs> I yeah, love yeah, it yeah, so yeah, much. Yeah. Like I'm way more invested in your Bray Wyatt storyline than in the WWE version of the Bray Wyatt right. storyline. Yeah. Yeah, like what does it mean? He said you're gonna have to kill me. And then he's like, No, he won't stop until you join him. I'm like, uh, well, uh, okay. <laughs> so we're at a we're at a standoff. We're, we're here, at an we're impasse we're... here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, I dig it. Um and I'm excited to see what happens with Brock next week. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I want it to be him just coming in and killing somebody and walking right. out. Right. Or like if I want I don't know, Punk to frustrate him and Eric Bischoff to get even more mad and to see like because Bischoff talked about earlier. The lethal dose of poison. Okay, yeah. how far can we push that? Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Well, we had a finger poke of doom. Yes. <laughs> no, it was a roll-up. I made sure I not to do the finger. Doom. I thought about doing the finger poke of doom, and I was like, no, yeah. no. <laughs> Let's just do a roll-up. Yeah, but see, this one is less annoying. So. But it's good. I'm trying to keep Grace strong, but, yeah, you know. But at yeah. the same time. And I like the the Sasha involvement, mm-hmm. obviously, and and the Becky getting the right. win. It wasn't just, you know, like Brad said about Balor. It wasn't just handed to Bailey just because she, yeah. you know, was able to get by Jordan Grace. Yes, and we're having a Texas Death Match. At Texas Texas Death Match. Yeah. Yes, that's that's. I mean, how can you have a John Moxley match <laughs> and it not be something similar to a Texas? You know to, what I mean? To right. be completely fair, the entire pay per view name. Is addicted, is to addicted to chaos because yeah. of the fact that I was going to do this death match. <laughs> and I was like, you can't, you can't have a death match without doing something yeah. like that. Well, that's, that's the way awesome. that I felt about, okay, I can't really have a battle lines pay-per-view without like... Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs> He's going for the world title. Um, but no, like, I can't have a battle lines pay-per-view without some sort of... War. <laughs> war. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what better way to have war than war games? Absolutely. Exactly. You know? Man, wow. Great week, guys. Great week. Good stuff, guys. All right. We're going to sign off for this week. Uh, make sure you're following us at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Andy is at under Andy underscore PBWP. Brad is at the Brad Beal, and I am at Chris Belcher 24. Give us a follow. Interact with us. Give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, all that being said, make sure you tune in every Thursday for our current product show. Make sure you're here every Monday, audio version only for PBWF. For Mr. Brad Beal, Andy York, my name is Chris Belcher. Thanks for hanging out with us on this edition of the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. We will catch you guys down the road.